Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. It's me and Emma this week. Mike's ill. Get well soon, Mike. Do you know what I'm really worried about with this episode, though, Emma? Is What's that? that the, the, we're now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but mm. we're now in a situation in which if things go to shit, we give Mike a lifetime of, you see what happens when you do this without me. Yeah, we have done it without him before, but I mean, that was the early days of the pod, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we've sort of now evolved as, you know, the three who rule. So the one who is missing from us, it diminishes us. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll, but we'll do our best. So, we'll, we'll have to just continue. Yeah. So, listeners, there is unfortunately no neatly arranged agenda this week. We're just going to pull shit from the list. Cause winging it. Winging it. You know, um, this is this is the good work Mike does on this show that we are yeah. eternally grateful for. Uh, it makes up for the gobsmacking amount of filth. It will indeed. Um, so let's let's actually kick off with that email I got earlier. It's it's not yes. a special email just for me or anything. I joined the the mailing list, but this is of course the news about the Atari box. Or I will just say that. <laughs> The, the beginning of this news article starts with the sound of me cocking a gun and the end of it is me blowing my brains out because the Atari box so is still funny. in my head in. It's so funny. You, this, right, so I got the email from, this is just when ages ago when I went to the website and signed up their mailing list thing. So they've changed the name. It's not the Atari box anymore. It's now the Atari VCS, which was the name of the I didn't know this. I've since read up on it. This was mm -hmm. the name of what we now know as the Atari 2600. Um, it was sort of said that it was what it used to be called in the early days. And it's no, it was like most of its life. It was the Atari VCS, and it was not changed to the 2600 until the 5200 came out. Uh, oh, okay. So, there you go. Um, yeah, so they kind of retroactively went, well, it's half that one, so and renamed it. Uh, so they've taken their old name, it's like Nintendo going, look, the new Nintendo Entertainment System or whatever. Mm. Uh, and they've told us absolutely fuck all else about it. It, it really <laughs> fuck all. I mean, there's so nothing in this, in the article that we looked at that's also in our, uh, in our resources and the email that they sent you. Um, I mean, the latest design has a blend of modern and classic details, which the designers hope will evoke positive reactions from Atari fans. <sighs> it just is full of sound and fury signifying nothing. This is just bollocks. <laughs> it, it's just, I don't think this thing is ever going to exist. And if it does, it will not do even 10% of what anyone, anyone reasonably looking to spend between what they say is going to be 250 and $300. So yeah. about 250 of our whatever coins or tokens we may be using by the time this bloody thing comes out as a comparison look this is switch money this is that, switch money. that is what you're up against um just ridiculous i just what, i know this is the, sort of the refrain that you've come to say and i don't really have a skin in this game so i don't have one but at this point why is anybody going oh yes let's buy that when you could go and buy a actual classic atari Hook it up to your TV and stick a Raspberry Pi in it for 50% of what this costs. Yeah, I, I, I just think that these are, if you, I don't know who is, who is itching to play Atari games. Because I really don't. These are, I, I compare them, they are like the silent movies of gaming. 
Mm. You know, like you've got lots of people who are into cinema and they are film buffs and all that, mm. but they don't fuck around with silent movies. They've got a cutoff point, you know. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call myself like a movie buff. Like I've seen Nosferatu, but I don't really see the great need to watch great silent classics, you yeah. know. What's um, really good in films is talking and then listening to the talking. Yeah. It's uh, it's much better than reading and what so, they're saying. <laughs> and so I, I think that the the Atari games are that. They're just oh, yeah. I'm I'm fine with retro games, honestly. I love old mm. games, but those that's kind of it's it's they're technically bef- before my time. And yeah, I, I, mean, I there's not a lot I can say that about with games. I mean, that's it. I mean, is this sort of for people who are maybe five years older than you, Rich, that are going, I wish I could play such and, and such a thing from the Atari? Yeah, and American. Because yeah, maybe. The, the, this thing did no business here. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of them sitting in lofts gathering dust, really, in this country. There's one downstairs in this house because Chuck played the heck out of his Atari. But, I mean, he would never... He's never felt the great need to hook it back up to our TV ever again because those games are incredible. I mean, I don't want to take away from them because what they were at the time were amazing, but they are incredibly primitive. It's like saying now, rather than read something on my Kindle, I'd actually like to read it on a cuneiform tablet. Yeah. It's it's very... <laughs> I mean, you, can't, you talk about emulation. I mean, look, we're talking about like Snake on the Nokia phones. That's Atari-level gaming. Yeah. So you you don't even we've not needed iPhones and stuff to be able to play Atari games on the go. What I really am enjoying is this email though, because yes. they've got a list of quotes like you would put quotes from film critics on movie posters, like yeah. the film of our generation says total film. But the the quotes they've got they've got three quotes on here: one from Gamespot, IGN, and one and one from The Verge. But none of them are statements of opinion. They are they are statements of fact. Like yeah. the Atari VCS is amazing, but don't take our word for it. Take the word of IGN, who said the first controller is a joystick reminiscent of the Atari twenty six hundred. What? Sorry, that's <laughs> that's not their opinion on fucking anything. That's that's a caption for a photograph. Okay, well, is that not good enough? How about The Verge that says, this will play Atari games and some PC games? It's so weird. It's like going to see a film on the basis that... It's like going to see Star Wars on the basis that it says Harrison Ford is in a motion picture in in scenes and words depicted by Lucasfilm, and that's on the poster. Yeah, except that actually would sell movie tickets. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I mean, the but, first but, Star Wars. Yeah, it's if the, the same if, thing. You know, it's this is a film. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. In it, people pretend to be people who they aren't really. Thank you. <laughs> says, great. Good. Says Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So I. The, it, this email also says. We will be announcing our exclusive pre-order date for the Atari VCS during the month of April 2018. Just okay. stay on the list you've already signed up for, and we'll send you an email that says, one day you'll be able to pre-order this again. Not like the last time. It's different now, somehow. So I'm giving it like, okay, so on the basis that, that you received this email and they actually 
give a launch day. So I'm going to say I'm going to an 85% chance that this thing is fully funded within 36 hours and then it will be delay, 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 and then these guys have gone with your money. Um, a 10% chance that it will be um, push back, push, push back, push back, and then it will be, sorry, we couldn't get, so basically the, the situation we're in now, and a 5% chance that I'm actually delivering an Atari box sometime in 2019. That's kind of how I'm feeling at the moment. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think the absolute best case scenario is that it comes out and it's a piece of garbage that is pointless and nobody buys. Yeah. Uh, that is I mean, the I, ultimate best case. This really seems just like an ooh I don't really understand what... I mean, because the entire, the entire Atari back catalogue, I mean, literally every game, I mean, I'm thinking that would probably fit on like a, a what, like the internal memory of my iPhone, which is like 32 gig. Right. You wouldn't need anything like that much space. Um, yeah. I, I think you're into a few megabytes, perhaps, for the entire Atari catalog. Right. So it could basically fit on my microwave, is what you're saying. Yes. So yes. what are they doing with you know all this empty space? Because there's things about, oh, it's going to run Linux, but then to what end? I mean, what is it going to do? Well, it, I hear, it, as they say, it will run some modern PC games for some read ones that don't require a lot of processing power. So it might do as well as my MacBook Pro. Right. You know, um, but then again, why would you want to? Why would you buy this? I just don't think that someone who's going to say, oh, yes, I want an Atari box has got many other things to play games on, I would assume. I mean, that's the sort of the demographic you're looking at, right? Of course, because yeah. Because I don't think you're, you're trying to sell this to somebody who doesn't have an Xbox or a PlayStation or a you know, even a phone that you could play these games on, you know, this, there's going to be no one buying this who's going, finally, something I can play these old games on and, ooh, I can play some PC stuff on it as well, who doesn't already own at least something that plays something. Yeah. So I'm the, really confused by this. There's certainly nobody with a, Atari nostalgia that hasn't played a game for 30 years, you know, yeah. that, that is just itching for something like this. It's so odd. And yeah, because I, the person you're aiming at is, is at Chuck, who's played Atari, has had no interest in modern consoles, whatever, has maybe, I think the last PC game he sort of properly played was Myst. Um, and I bet it will yeah, run I mean, Myst. It will bet it will run Myst. Yeah. But <laughs> he, he ain't going to be, he ain't no. queuing up to, to order an Atari box. And um, I really don't think anyone else of his, you know, in his sort of age bracket and demographic really is either. I can't wait to see it. I I really hope they bring it out. I really, really hope it's crash. a thing because I want to watch it, that happen. Yeah, it's going to be a slow motion car crash. I just can't conceive of how many just basic cock-ups this company has made so far in just getting to the point of sending you an email is going to competently run a Kickstarter and then produce the thing they say they're going to give you on time for the amount of money they think it is going to cost them. If I was Atari, I'd mm. be concentrating on making new versions of games based on this all this IP they've got. Yeah. Instead of trying to get people to play the Atari Twenty Six Hundred games, or just flog the IP, it, you know, it takes it would take ten minutes. Just ring up Ubisoft and say, "Here you are, lads. You want this stuff?" 
Yeah. It, it, that, that, it just drop the IPs if you can't do anything with it. Or either that or just take all your lovely IPs. I'd say the, all the entire back catalogue of Atari would take up no space at all. Make a nice box with all these games in that you can play on any console or the Xbox or any console or the PC or put it in the App Store and you would make a gazillion quid because that's what people want to... I just really think that they're going through the hoo-ha of producing a box is just stupid. It really is when you could just do a an app. They could do it today. It would be out. like they, If they wanted to develop an app with all the, the entire Atari back catalogue on, I mean, I've never developed an app. You've been involved with How long would you put a ballpark on that for? Fuck all time. If, if you're honest, time. that's that's my best professional estimation from what yeah. I know about app development. Honestly, yeah. I think certainly on Android. Yeah. In fact, do you know what? If there isn't already an Atari 2600 emulator running on Android, I'd be very surprised. I I'm, I mean, I'm Googling this now. Android Atari 2600 emulator. It filled itself in. Yeah, APK, free download. I could install one now. If I had an Android phone and there's pictures of Pac-Man running on it and Space Invader. Yeah. So what you do, if, if you wanted to do it, is you just take a, an emulator and have the ROMs available and stuff. It, you could honestly, so technically easy to do. Yeah. A couple of weeks at most to get some sort of polished uh, product together, perhaps, but that's it. Yeah, maybe, maybe just yeah, a bit of time for marketing. This has no reason to exist. This box. No, I really. I mean, for what they're proposing to put in it, I really just think that <clears throat> it just doesn't really represent any great innovation. If you see what I mean, I don't really. I'm like you said. I just don't understand why they're going through the rigmarole of making a box and making peripherals. I mean, just make the peripherals then. Yeah. If you really want to make a thing, then sell people the joystick. That's the iconic bit of Atari design. Um, just flog people that, or the, that controller that, you know, sort of the modern kind of offset stick controller that they're also advertising with all this stuff. Um, well, yeah, that, it just, that, yeah. They, they're making a rod for their own back. And like you said, they could be making money today from their IP, but they're not. And I don't know why, unless this is literally a scam to run a Kickstarter and fuck off to the Caribbean with however much money they've got. Mm. From the Kickstarter, it really just—it seems. The more I think about it, the weirder sort of I feel about it now. And the bit, the bit that makes me angry is there's people who are going to be. There are going to be people who will be like, genuinely, oh, this is a nice thing. I will, you know, I'll put some money into this nice thing, and who I really feel like aren't going to get anything out of it unless Atari shock me by actually getting this thing out. Well, this actually ties in really well to the next story. Mm. Um, which is not necessary. I realize now it's not necessarily the next story. It's just the one that happens to be open on my personal browser. But it's the one about Sega Mega Drive classics coming out on PS4 and Xbox. Mm-hmm. This is what you do, Atari. Yeah. Look, right? Sega have got all these old games that everybody really likes, which I, I understand puts them a step ahead of Atari, uh, mm-hmm. who just have a lot of old games. Uh, but they've just bunged them all on a disc and said, there you go, it runs on your PlayStation. And they've done this, they do this every couple of years. Yeah. Really. Um, they can. Because, you know, they can, and, and this stuff always sells, because there's always someone who will think, yeah, I'll play Sonic on the PS4. 
Yeah, I know. I played it on the PS3, but I played it on the PS2 and the PS1 as well, and you know all that. So this is actually quite a good collection of fifty games. It, 50 it really games. is actually, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, because I didn't really bother with the last one, but this this new because they have had Sega collections out for the previous generation. I believe there's one for the 360. You can sort of pick up quite cheap. Uh, but yeah, this is actually a really a really good list of of stuff. Um, I mean, for me, just sort of being a person who grew up with the Mega Drive, I mean, there's some, I mean, all those Sonic games, uh, including Sonic Spinball, brilliant, Streets of Rage, Toe Jam and Earl, such a great game. Um, Yeah. Yeah, all the the Golden Axes, all of those. Um, What else is on here? Alter Beast, Alex Kidd, fantastic. Columns, Um, spent hours on that as a kid on the Game Gear. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, if you like ten of those games, it's worth picking up for the price. Absolutely. I think they're actually. I think they're. It's like twenty five quid or something. I think they're going to sell this for. So I'm just scanning the article to see if they mention. But I, yeah, I'd heard that it would be. It, it's not going to be a forty two ninety nine. No, it's not going to be a, like a triple A AAA sort of price range. Um, fantastic. Like I say, if you like ten of those, that's definitely worth picking up. Shining Force 1 and 2, Shinobi 3, Return of the... God, so many Sonic games. All three Streets of Rage games. Super Thunderblade. You know, they're all... <laughs> there's just plenty of games on this. Yeah. You're going to like something. If you grew up with a Mega Drive, you, you're going to like something on there. There's going to be a couple of games that you go, oh, yes, I remember playing that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about picking it up when it comes out because um, it's been a long time since I played Toe Jam and Earl, so... Um, Absolutely. You know, yeah, I enjoy having a go at that again. I wish Nintendo would do something like this. No, never. I know, I, mean, ne- I know, but I kind of wish they would. And they don't. <laughs> they don't have the need to that Sega does because Nintendo still have their own their own platforms and and can do stuff like that. Sega need to get that stuff out on on other people's platforms. But yeah, this is a really good way of doing it. I mean, we we'd complain that there's no cla- uh, classic Mega Drive Mini thing in time for christmas or whatever but really how is that it's not much different to this except this doesn't well, come in a um, shitty little mega drive shaped plastic box well, exactly it's- and doesn't come with that kind of bat wing controller i mean you know they they were fun when i was 10 but i mean i don't know if i want to use one you now. don't want I mean, one now yeah no. i think the buttons are awful on mega sticky, drive controllers yeah, yeah. sticky buttons um, so yeah I'm, I'm not crying over the fact i can't plug a cartridge into a mega drive and play these anymore you know they come on a handy disc yeah whack it in brilliant great i can play it on the thing i play everything on if anything i'm just like where's the switch version guys come on um really yeah, it does uh, yeah that's the thing with switch you do this for some reason it's like okay so this is coming out for ps4 and xbox and also switch at some point it it, it does seem weirdly considering how many gazillions of units the switch has um has now sold and will sell uh now that smash is coming out um it's uh it does seem still like some developers are like oh god yeah we've got to do something for switch and and inconsistently as well i mean some things mm. are coming out on all three platforms like the dark souls remake and and that kind of thing and then other things you're mm-hmm. just like and no oh, not switch okay that actually is a bit odd for for mm-hmm. like a mega drive collection that that is a little weird and you know, Sega brought out plenty for the Switch. Um, they sure have, yeah. I mean, unless they're sort of thinking that the the in, I don't know in this country <laughs> the, the the Mega Drive versus SNES Wars means there is an overlap, <laughs> which is stupid. I don't know. 
Um, speaking of the Switch, then we'll just blast through this because it's dead easy okay. to do. Uh, they had the nin- the Nindies showcase. I kind of don't like Nindies. But I, yeah, it does seem like a weird. It seems like a slur towards somebody. You fucking nindy. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's either homophobic or racist. I I don't know yeah. which one it is. Don't be such a nindy. Oh, you yeah, nindies sounds- coming over here taking our fucking jobs. It could yeah. be either. Could be it either. Could be either. But it sort of sounds close to NIMBY, which for people who aren't from uh, our great shores, NIMBY is an acronym for "Not in My Backyard." It's uh, you know, for people who don't want, you know, not sort of foreign people around there. Basically, people who voted for Brexit. Yeah. And NIMBYs. So. <laughs> Where were we? So- oh, the uh, the the, the NIMBYs. So yeah, mm. like a Nintendo Direct, but all games you haven't heard of. Consequently, mm-hmm. and I, I said this on my blog post. By the way. This is a good place to say it. I've been doing a lot of stuff on techsportreach.com. It's kind of back, and I've revamped it, and I'm doing videos, and I've got a podcast coming and blog posts and all kinds of things. So go and look at that. But one thing I'd wrote about was this uh, Nindy's thing. And basically, it's like, yeah, I have absolutely – they look like nice games that I have no opinion of because I know nothing about them. So, yay. Yeah, that's, good. That, I mean, that's it. the thing because they're they're indie and no one's played them yet. I I sort of struggle have to have any opinion about them. Yeah, um, some of them looked very nice. Yes, I I may pick some of them up, especially if they come out on super rare games or limited run games. But uh, my most of my blog post was about isn't it great that Nintendo are working with independent developers? Which it is. It is. Yeah. I I God, what was the game? I was watching a – oh, all names of things have left my head. Right. It was a Jim Sterling YouTube video, mm-hmm. and he was talking about an independent game, and it did something like 20 times the business on Switch that it did on Steam. And well, so right, okay. Switch is becoming the sort of de facto platform for indie developers to target because right. it's a combination of A, Nintendo being so welcoming and – nice to indie developers and steam being an absolute cesspool of garbage yeah i mean that's the thing with steam it's it it, it, it's it's kind of made a rod for its own back in that if you can put a game together you can stick it on steam green light forever and and sit and rate cash in where it sits in alpha and all that sort of thing and there is a lot of kind of uh sort of achievement horror games and kind of just waste of space whereas with switch you sort of get a feel that is a bit more curated than that much more Um, curated and yeah so you're getting the creme de la creme yeah not that anything's everything's brilliant you know because games are games games are subjective and some games are better than other games but Mm -hmm. i have faith that when i buy a game from the nintendo eShop, it works and it's is at least an effort at making an actual game. Right. And that is not the case of everything Steam sells. So Very much not. <laughs> so that's that's really the difference there. Um, and plus, you've got all the, the portability with this. The Switch is just awesome for playing little games on, to be honest. So Yeah, well, exactly. It's... It's sort of filling that that sort of space that we've talked about before. That there isn't like um, obviously you have the Game Boy, but you want kind of that portability with these indie games that maybe are, are kind of not 
the right fit for something like an Xbox or a PlayStation. So Switches and Nintendo are moving into that that space, right? Yeah. Because some of these some of these games, I mean, I think Banner Saga that they're they're I feel like that's been on Xbox. I might be wrong, um, but a lot of these other games, I'm not saying that they're too small for the platform, but they're more aimed at sort of either casual pick up and put down kind of portable play that the switch is kind of pushing or, um, you know, it's kind of more design. It looks better on a smaller screen. It's that pixel art kind of style and things like that. So, yeah, it's an absolute good when I, when I think what that store page was like when the day I got the switch and the sort of six games on it. And that's, Mm. that's the eShop. There you go, six games. You've got one of them. Um, yeah. You know, and now it's every day you go on there, there's another eight games. And it's yeah. it's getting ridiculous. And it's great. It really is. I'm having to cut back. I was going to say, it's not great for your wallet, but it's great for your uh, something was enjoyment said, of games. Something was said oh. today. There, okay. there was the, the comment of, it feels like there are two games a day coming into this house. Like, Okay. <laughs> There aren't, you know, but point taken. <laughs> Just because two games arrived today and yesterday and the day before doesn't mean there's always the- anyway. <laughs> so yeah, she doesn't know about the ones that have not arrived. Yeah, yet. I was going to say the, the list that you, <laughs> that you put up the other day. Yeah, they've all arrived, but there's there's been others. <laughs> I can't help I it. Keep- Get sent them in anonymous anonymous boxes, like some sort of uh, foul pornography or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she sees them anyway. Mm. Uh, speaking of foul pornography, yes. Omega Labyrinth Z banned in the UK. Good. And I, I thought this was worth mentioning. This is the first time we've banned a game from for over a decade, and we don't we don't technically ban the game. What we do is not grant it a certificate, at which point right. it becomes illegal to sell. Yes, so, which is what we do with films, also. If, if, in that you could you could obtain it by by underground means, I'm sure, but yeah, you couldn't sell it in HMV. Yeah, and it, it's very rare that this actually happens. Yeah. Um, as I said, this for a game. This is the first time in over a decade. I'm trying to find out on this article what the last game that was banned was. Um, but- I've got no idea. Maybe it might have been. Oh, what was that sort of black and white kind of manhunter kind of one that came out on Steam? A few, oh, I want to say about ten years ago, like you're saying. Are you thinking and it was of kind Mad of World like on a, the on the Wii? No, 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 no. This was a different. It was released on Steam. I remember there was a hoo-ha about it at the time, and it's like sort of you're basically just sort of a mass shooter, and you, the idea is that you just sort of go postal and rampage around your town, and um, yeah, because I feel like it was coming out right about when the Virginia Tech stuff happened, right, and that obviously sort of overlapped things. Now I don't know if it was banned, but I remember there was a big, a big, a big thing about it. But, I mean, this was years ago now, and to the point I can't remember what the bloody thing was called, so. Um, it's actually, I feel like the article that I've linked to has gotten smaller because it's Wait, there's that- stuff I know about it that isn't in that article anymore, and I'm just trying oh, okay. to 
which is very odd, but it's a BBC website thing. So, hmm. well, I mean, it's got down the bottom here that it's the first to be banned in the UK since they refuse a rating for Manhunt Two. Okay, might be that. Oh God, I found the, a better article, but now that right, it's having problems with my ad blocker. Right. So basically, the the point of this game is that you are characters at a girls' school. Mm-hmm. And most of this seems most of the point of the game is basically to fondle and molest these girls in various different ways <sighs> and in some way play it sexually arousing them, which everybody seemed to decide was just a bit too fucked up. Yes, quite so. And I'm on, I'm on side with that. That really yeah, probably I'm right. shouldn't. I'm all right with it. You know, uh, yeah. And the fact that it is extremely sexual and all centered around underage girls uh yeah. yeah this this ties into other laws that we have about uh incest and underage sex and that sort of thing mm. in pornography as well uh you can't uh they they don't seem to have this law in america but here you couldn't depict somebody who is not underage as being underage right that is as illegal as just filming someone, and it's probably not as illegal as just doing underage porn. But what? But whatever. That is a thing, and so it makes sense that this would be a thing. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, because the in this, I mean, for sort of films and stuff, the BBFC, their big thing is sexualized violence. Yeah. So you can have violence, you can have sex, but with the two meet, um, that's where they sort of don't would would prefer that to not be in your film. Thank you very much. But obviously, with games, um. Yeah, okay, it's got an 18 rating, but let's not be stupid. That virtually anyone who has access to the to the PS4 store will have access to this game. So yeah, I'm. I I know people are like, oh, but my free speech, mate. You can do what you like, but <laughs> yeah, you're the- not granted the, the the platform. If you want to make a disgusting game, then that's up to you. But it doesn't mean the PS4 has to put it on their store, and it doesn't mean that oh, absolutely, a country has to have it in their localized store either so yeah what what about you know, sony's right to not sell this yeah kick rocks mate it's not gonna happen um yeah um and it was the I same mean, we, with we the of... with the, the pickup artist game that they yeah. decided not to sell he doesn't have a right to fucking playstation store that's yeah. not a right um, exactly and this just falls into the category of we all agree that while we're all very different people and into some very weird and odd particular things, there are mm-hmm. some things that we all agree cross the line. And we yes. all agree at the moment that fondling children is one of those things. So yes, we don't. So. <laughs> so have dirty, pervy games. That is fine. I don't have a mm-hmm. single bit of problem with that. But you're into, you know, what if it was like a molesting animals game? Is that okay? No, not really. No. Because. And and it's different from because I I think you could make the argument well, it's illegal to murder prostitutes, but Grand Theft Auto exists, and we don't have a problem with that. Why is that different? And it is there's something about in yeah yeah it, it's, it's just, just it's, gross yeah it's it's more the thing of I mean when you go and play Grand Theft Auto the objective is not to murder prostitutes yeah, it's not is, murder yeah. pro- prostitute murder simulator whereas you know there is a point to gta apart from that sort of thing you you can play the game of gta and not indulge in any of that they don't make you murder a prostitute at any point you can choose to do that 
but yeah. that's not the point of it. Yeah. Whereas with this, the point of it is to molest children. Yeah, that's not good. That that's you're right. That the point of this is to molest children. Whereas in, in GTA, you can kill anyone, and just because some of those people happen to be prostitutes as well, that's that's a different thing. But this is just how to molest children. A very yeah. bad thing. So you can't buy it here. But in America, though. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, if you really must, you know, hack your, you know, pack your PS4 and play this disgusting See, game, and then the police <sighs> kick your door in at half past five. That's up to you. It really is the kind of game where if you buy this, you should be on some sort of list, watch it, list. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not just buying this for fun, and you're not up to something else. It is creepy. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand why someone would just casually come across. I can understand if someone was like, you know, into. Um, might buy this by mistake, for instance, you know, not understand, not really realizing its content and um, just thinking, oh, it's like, um, I mean, what is the other thing that they sort of, you know, it's like a puzzle game or something and it's like yeah. schoolgirls in it. So you buy it by mistake and they go, oh shit, this is gross and then delete it. But yeah, there there is a, 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 a section of society who are like, <laughs> you know, into yeah. it and go, no, gross don't let them have access to this please exactly and certainly sony can choose not to sell it that's Mm -hmm. definitely a thing yeah so we can we can choose to i mean i know that there's there there has been some some debate about kind of the the way the the sort of the way that um censorship works in this country oh, we're calling it censorship and how it works in this country and god knows that we've had many an issue with things that are really not what the bbfc say they are and you know there's been lots of instances that you know going back and the video nasty stuff and all that sort of thing of places getting raided and big cuts being made out of films that are really unnecessary and mary whitehouse and all these things but i think there is I'm happy to live in a country where we don't have child molestation games in the name of free speech. Yeah, I'm happy with that too. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. We've got... What else? We, that was the big stuff, kind of. There's lots of smaller things. I'm I'm kind of liking the look of this flashback collector's edition for Switch. But it's just a... I'm not really. I mean, two minds over whether I want that again. I was shit at it when it came out 25 years ago. I've never played it. So for, for someone who's never played it, paint me a picture. It, it's. Have you ever played an Abe's Odyssey game? Yes. Like that, but not funny. Okay. <laughs> so just all the annoying bits. No, no. It's 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 science fiction-y. It's, it's right. just not a comedy thing, you know, okay. but it's that that style of screen by screen platformer puzzle kind of thing. Right. Uh, and it, it was, takes itself like seriously. It takes itself seriously. Um, right. And it was what the big thing with it at the time, this was huge on the Amiga. Uh, and the, the big thing with it was, was that it had the, the rotoscoping animation. The dude really looked like a guy running along. Um, right. Or he did in 1995 or what earlier. <laughs> You know, kind of like this was the, all the stuff that started with Prince of Persia and the motion tracking animation. This was sort of where it was up to 25 years ago and it was impressive 25 years ago. Um, So there'll be a lot of nostalgia for this, for people my age. But 
I while I had it because, as I've said many times, everybody had every Amiga game. Um, I never really spent much time playing it. It, it wasn't quite action packed enough for me at the time. Uh, but as an adult, I see th- this is the thing. I I get tempted to get these games that I was shit at as a kid, right? To, to in some way triumph over them as an adult. Yeah, well, you you sort of think, well, I was just a dumb idiot child then, so yeah. surely now as a, an intellectually superior adult, um, I could I could beat these games. And uh, most of the time, it's no, you you were just shit then and shit now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, as I found out <laughs> when, because uh, we got um, my brother a, uh, a SNES Mini for Christmas, just gone, and uh, you know, so we we broke that out and uh, played a few games, and it's like, no, we're still pretty tragic at super ghouls and goblins. Oh, that <laughs> is a like ludicrously that. hard game, though. It I, is a ludicrously I, hard game. I, yeah. I hadn't played that until I got my SNES Classic Mini. Tried it once, thought, fuck this for a laugh, and turned it off, and I haven't been back to it. Oh no! Um, when when Lee got onto the second stage, he sent me a, a WhatsApp picture of him in the second stage. Hey, look, I fucking done it! So yeah, but that I, was just on the second stage. Just, I'm sure it's playable, but not by me. Not that no, one. not by me. Me, not by me either. But uh, no, I mean, just things like um, that. I thought I would be sort of much better at. It's like, no, still bad. So um, yeah, it, it. Most of the time, it is just you. But then occasionally, you you do go back and go, yes, I can beat that. Like we can advance much. We can sort of see the end of Sonic now and things like that, which we never did then. Yes. But um, yeah, um, there are some things where the the kind of. I mean, especially as you're older, your reaction speed is vastly inadequate for a lot of these games now. I mean, professional gamers are sort of aging out by sort of early 20s because your reactions are just not good enough anymore. God, is that and, when it uh, is? Yeah. I, I was So we're well past it. I was thinking about this last night. When is the optimum age of a, a gamer? Because you have that, the, there's the mix of the life experience that goes only up. But then your things like your reaction times, your thought process speeds, everything goes down. So there is a point at which you you have a peak and you go past it. And when is that age? And I, I have no idea when it is, except I know it's way before 39. Yeah. <laughs> I think it depends on what you're playing. I mean, because I found that as playing puzzle games and stuff, just because I'm older now and I know more than I did when I was 30 years ago, um, it's it's easier. Like I was playing a puzzle game and it had a secret message and I had a fireplace and I'm like, well, if there's a secret message written in lemon juice, heat on that thing will show the message. So yeah, put it near the fire, produce a secret message. I know that because I'm old. Whereas a few years ago, I, well, I may say a few years ago, 20 years ago, if I was playing this, I wouldn't have known that. And I wouldn't have had a way to look it up because there was no Google. Um, but I can't play like things like multiplayer, like Overwatch and League of Legends and stuff like. That. Forget about it; you're just too old. Yeah. Can't can't react in time yeah. anymore. Like I say, all these people who need like the Overwatch League and stuff are nineteen. Exactly. I think I'll get better at Zelda games throughout yeah. my life. But use your. Brain. I mean, things like Total War and the strategy games. You're better at that because yeah. you've got the nouse now. But yeah, don't ask me to, you know, press a buzzer before the time. I mean, like quick time <laughs> yeah. events. Like forget all that. Yeah. My 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 Call of Duty days are done. Done. That's it. Yeah. Unless well, I multiplayer can... Call of Duty days. Do you know what? They're going to have to start matching p- players in multiplayer based on age. Yeah, you're going to have to, like, have to fill it in age bracket, and then you can go in the seniors. Some of the forty-year-olds. Yeah. 
<laughs> just do what my dad did. As soon as he turned 60, just start sort of shuffling to shops going, anything for seniors, my dear? You know, it's it, that's that's the category you need for games. So instead of racial abuse on the headset, you just hear, is this, it's not on. It's, I've told you it's not on. <sighs> and then old people <laughs> Hold just Hold on, I've got to go and get a cardigan. That's it. My slippers and stuff. My slippers, yeah. Anyway. Right, what was that one? There are a couple of other things. Um, EA and Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. The hammer came down from Disney, and someone said, fucking fix it now. Mm. And they've done some stuff. So what? what yes. let's see what they've done. Um, they've got, they're, right, so according to Eurogamer, they're going the whole hog. That's yeah. quote. Ability giving star cards and any other item which affects gameplay are being pulled out of the crates forever. Yep. You will unlock and upgrade star cards using skill points earned by leveling. I'm already, this is already too fucking convoluted. And right. The point of this game should have been, I want to shoot people and it make a Star Wars noise. And if it could play Star Wars music, that would be good too. And I'd like Darth Vader to show up at some point. That was it. That's your brief for this game and you fucked it up. And it's still like what? I don't care about any of this now. So it's, it's right. So yeah, so as well, they've, they've basically now unlocked all the heroes and stuff like that. So you don't have to sit there and grind endlessly for the opportunity to maybe unlock a blue box that maybe has Luke Skywalker in it. You can just go and, you know, you still have to, to do work. You still have to play a bit, but you can, you can get Luke Skywalker and not basically either pay to win or play it for like a hundred hours. It's, it's now obtainable by normal humans. Or right. people with, you know, um, less than 500 quid to spend on loot boxes. Um, so, yeah, like you say, I think the, the word of God came down from Disney and their terrifying lawyers. And um, they uh, they um, that was the thing that made them fix it. So I'm sure that there, there will be now an immense sort of PR campaign and they would hope that people will now go and pick up a, a discounted copy of battlefront 2 but i feel like the the damage is done oh i'll i'll never play it i mean that's no god disney could well, buy ea just i've just yeah, like them tomorrow up. right ea are worth 37 billion that's right. for right and then disney, back disney sofa disney market uh value Oh, hang on. $151.27 billion. They've got EA money sat down the back of the sofa in reception. They really have. So well, they're, they're powerful enough that I read a very convincing conspiracy theory. I don't know if you heard this, that they exclusively made the film Frozen. So when you Google Disney Frozen, you don't now get the story about Walt Disney being cryogenically frozen. You get the film Frozen. <laughs> Brilliant. Yep, I believe it because Disney can do that. That um, th- look, do you know what? That kind of advertising has been a thing for a while. I remember uh, uh, a couple of Christmases ago. You know, we always get the adverts with the the sad song on and all of that. Oh for yeah, Christmas. yeah, the John Lewis one. Yeah, it, there was a battle between all the major supermarkets over Shazam adverts because mm. it was something like, and I'm 
the company names are interchangeable in this because I can't remember. But it was like Tesco bought all the ads for when you shazammed Sainsbury's uh, advert music. So you look up their thing and you just get a face full of Tesco ads, whatever. And it was it was just a big back and forth on that. Like, whose advert can we, whose other product can we make be a, a link to our ad? Um, so that's the thing that happens. I'm not buying God, the Star yeah. Wars game EA. I'm no, not buying any well, EA again, game again. No. I'm just not. No, I mean, because the problem is as well that this decision has come right in the middle of the Star Wars film cycle, right? So, I mean, now they're they're sort of doing this thing of there will be a Star Wars film every year, right? And the idea is Mm -hmm. that neither me or you will live to see the end of the Star Wars saga. It is planned beyond our deaths, beyond the heat death of the fucking universe. There's going to be Star Wars films floating in space with the cockroaches. Um, It's uh, so... This is be now. If you're listening to this in in the distant future, that we're recording this in in the end of March, um, so we've just had a Star Wars film. There's not one due out again until December 2018. Um, it's so a Han Solo movie, I think. The Han Solo movie, yeah. but it's a Star Wars branded thing. But this is like the the cold period for Star Wars anything. Right, because we've just the, the the Blu-ray is out of the film that came out before, and we're not into the advertise. We're not into Comic Con time when the advertising will start cranking up for the next Star Wars film. So we're in kind of the the, the quiet time for Star Wars. So the fact that all the shit publicity for this game came out when everyone was interested in Star Wars stuff. You know, apart from the people who are interested in Star Wars all the time, the people mm. who are just interested in it when there's a Star Wars thing happening, all the shit publicity for this game was hitting at the same time. So all the people who were interested in that are going, I mean, I'm playing this fucking game. So by the time they fixed it, everybody who could possibly care has been turned off for it forever. And it will be dead and buried by the time that Han Solo comes out. Yeah, makes sense to me. I mean, that's just what I think. I just think that if they were going to fix this, they should have fixed this months ago. Like, I feel like Disney have kind of let this fester for too long now, and I just think the game is is kind of beyond saving now. I mean, unless they do something kind of big and they manage to sort of hook it onto that, I just I don't really know. Unless they sort of like say come Comic Con and they're doing all the advertising for for Solo, that they sort of go oh remember this game we've we've fixed it now and you know maybe get a free copy of this if you buy this or something like that just sort of to try and revive interest in it but at the moment i just think it's a bit too little too late for me i mean like you i would never i mean i I wouldn't pick this game up anyway so i just sort of feel a bit disingenuous saying it but um i wouldn't sort even even if everything was free i I, it has very limited interest to me anyway so well done yeah you done gone fucked it up yeah, so they much. fucked it up. Um, oh, I missed that that was on there. Uh, just a quickie, Sonic Mania Plus coming with a actual physical release. Yeah. My mouse is locked up. Oh, shit. Oh, it's just the mouse as well. Oh, that's convenient. Well, basically, um, the, 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 good, the, the good Sonic game that came out. Yeah. Um, so apart from the the terrifying t- hell totem that it came with before, uh, the collector's edition of the the giant Sonic statue on on top of a Mega Drive, um, it was just a just a digital release. But now they're releasing <coughs> a physical copy of it, 
Um, and there's going to be some other bits and pieces with it as well, I think, on the disc, question mark. Um, hang on. I'm still fiddling with my You're fucking still, mouse. still broken. <laughs> the green light's flashing at me on it. What does that mean? It's going flash, flash. I don't know. Flash, flash. It. it will mean something that it's a double flash, but I've just changed the batteries in it. It can't be. Oh, for fuck's sake. Maybe they're loose. Right. Hang on. I'm switching to trackpad. This requires moving things on the desk. Sorry, everybody. I'm not even going to cut this bit out. <laughs> right. Now I can scroll the page of this article and see what's in this box. Uh, yeah, it was a shit package they brought out before, quite frankly. Yeah. No physical releases, but a special collector's edition of an oversized Mega Drive. And right, so this will be... So this is Sonic Mania Plus as well, which has extra yeah, so- levels and new characters and everything like that. So it's, it's more of a game. Yep, it's got a competition mode now, uh, some animated stuff that will be on YouTube, so you can watch that anyway. Um, a couple of new characters, um, a, sort of a nice box, an art book. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, so you can have all that on a physical box. There'll be some DLC, which you can buy sort of separately if you've already got the digital version. And for twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents, you could buy. So it'll be about twenty two, twenty one quid, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It might even drop down to like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I'm annoyed by this because I would. Bo- yeah. I've got the fucking digital one. I do. <laughs> That's the thing. There's a lot of people on here saying, "God damn it! If I knew this was coming, I would have bought the original one. I wouldn't have bought the collector's edition." Um. Yeah. Um. People are saying obviously the digital one is about ten bucks cheaper, but I mean obviously, um, that the you know you are paying more for a box and a couple of extra little bits and pieces. So, um, yeah, I might again. You know, this might be nice to get with the uh, with the the Mega Drive collection. Yeah. Huh. I I must admit I haven't played through Sonic Mania yet. Um. I kind of got stuck on one level and I haven't been back to it. Right. I mean, the problem is it's sort of too late in the day to get a to get a refund for it. Though, oh, isn't way it? too so, late. Oh, way I'm, too late. Yeah, so. I wouldn't wouldn't even consider. I bought it now. The, yeah. Do you know what the thing that pisses me off most about it is the icon? Right. It's. I I understand. This is beyond. This is point five world problems. This isn't even first world problems. <laughs> first world problems. But every you know when you install that game on the switch every game has an icon that stays on that mm-hmm. switch dashboard and they all have a picture and the title of the fucking game except the sonic mania one which is just a picture of sonic the hedgehog and it does my <laughs> right. head in i am not the only person to think this that you will find more on the internet if you go google it um because it led to nintendo having to say look that there are some guidelines on icon design, but this is not in any way in violation of those. Sorry, you don't like the icon. Don't blame us. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn you, Sega. <laughs> Look, this is not a problem confined to to them. Um, speaking as a Doctor Who fan, who is going to have a bunch of mismatched DVDs very soon because the BBC Ooh. have decided to change the logos to the new updated logo. Um, yeah. 
um also somebody who uh has i mean like one steel book that i own that doesn't match any of the rest of my boxes that's why i don't i don't like steel books yeah but it was nice and it was (laughs) cheap so it's just gonna be ugly and sit there because it cost one pound fifty so fair enough and it was yeah i i was like ooh, shiny i want it i've only ever owned one steel book and i think it was a blu-ray or something like that and i've no idea why i bought it and you know they always it arrived squashed. Oh yeah, there's always a ding in sort of one corner. Um, so you know, yeah, it, it, it's was, it was not great. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would hesitate to buy one I couldn't physically hold and make sure it wasn't dented. I mean, especially because our postman um, seems to use whatever that he's posting through our door to actually open the letterbox. So yeah, I don't think we've ever received anything without a bashed in corner. So. No. That's that's what they do. That's how they open it. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think that's unless there's anything else you want to go for. There's nothing um, else that's. Gr- I think other stuff is might be better with Mike, like the Yakuza stuff. Yeah, the Yakuza stuff, definitely. I will just quickly touch on... um, Actually, I'll talk about that when we talk about what we've been playing. So, um, yeah, shall we talk about what we've been playing then, I suppose? Let's talk about what we've been playing then. Absolutely. Do you want to go first? Yeah, because guess what it is? Go on. What, what, is it's it? Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, I have played something else, but uh, yeah, mostly Assassin's Creed. So I've um, I've polished off the DLC now. Um, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. This 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 DLC. They seem to be doing this thing of you have one kind of story DLC, and then you have kind of a we let the designers do whatever they like DLC. Because um, Syndicate had. A DLC, which was cut, would like say it was a continuation of um, a bit of the story from Victorian London, and the second piece was the track down Jack the Ripper DLC. Um, so, having kind of hit on this formula, uh, they went from one. This is the re- bit more of the story DLC, and this one, which was fight mummies. <laughs> DLC. Right. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was it was a huge expansion. It was, de- I mean, definitely almost worth what I paid for the season pass because it was just a lot. I haven't actually. I mean, although I finished the main story, I've and I've got all the achievements. Um, I'm sort of at the moment. I'm in an arm just going back and tidying up and and finishing off all the map um, because it was highly enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, has Alison played it at all, or uh, no? Not she's yet? not got it yet. Um, no, I I loved it, and as well, it was it was re- it sort of picked out a point in Egyptian history that I know a little bit about as well. So it was it was fun to kind of see the things that I know about that period of time put into the story and used in that way. If, if sort of trying to keep it yeah mo- a, a bit vague sort of thing for baby people who haven't got to it yet. So yeah, I really liked it. Um, the thing I wanted to bring up uh, is that uh, there is some talk that uh, and from sort of reputable sources who broke that what this Assassin's Creed game is going to be about, that the next one is going to be set in Greece, um, which if they do do that, um, I think that means that they're going to continue the Bayek story because um, <clears throat> Aya, who's Bayek's wife, goes off to Greece and founds a bureau there. Right. Um, so I think that they might be thinking like – another Ezio trilogy like sort of thing okay um 
I, I, that's just my speculation based on if they're going to go and take it to Greece. It seems the the logical step to to not necessarily for it to be a you know to play as Bayek, but to maybe play as someone from you know the next generation of people or something like that. The if if they sort of think that he's kind of got legs as a character and they want to stay in that time period, then it makes all the sense of the world. So that is what the current sort of odds on favourite is apart from Feudal Japan. So yeah, um, I I think if you've played Origins and you liked Origins and you've sort of been umming and ahhing about the season pass, I would say pick it up for uh, for this latest piece of DLC if you don't do it for anything else. Um, and the other thing I played, which was free on Games with Gold for Xbox, was the Trials of the Blood Dragon. Right. The the Far Cry Blood Dragon and the uh, Trials HD mashup. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I don't really know what to think about it because I've never <laughs> played Trials. Um, so it was a it was quite a steep learning curve of trying to, trying to work out how to play this bloody game. Um, I will confess that I sort of picked it up and I played it for a couple of hours and then I put it down and I thought, you know what, that's probably fine for me because I sort of ran up against a, uh, a skill barrier, which I don't, I think that if I try to go to the other side of that skill barrier, I'm looking at a lot of hours put in yeah. and a lot of frustration. And I thought that, I mean, because it's not very popular at all, this game. I mean, it's sort of one of those ones that didn't really seem to satisfy the people who love Trials and the people who love Far Cry. And I'm sort of obviously more in the Far Cry bracket yeah and um i mean it was sort of quite amusing kind of taking the aesthetic of blood dragon and kind of the 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 sort of the weird techno future that it's set in um but it was sort of the thing of like that's quite funny and then that was kind of it it wasn't like um an amazing storyline or hilarious and you know funny in the way that the actual blood dragon game is so i can see why it didn't really satisfy both parties um but yeah i'm just sort of i got to the point of in the levels that i was failing a lot and getting a bit frustrated with the mechanics and um i thought you know i've got you know played a couple of hours and got a few achievements and i think you know that's probably i could probably be fine leaving it there so yeah um fun for a couple of hours but i think if you're a massive fan I think you'd have to be more a big fan of Trials right. to go out and want to buy this, if you see what I mean. Um, like, I wouldn't say some, I wouldn't recommend it to someone like me who has played a lot of Far Cry and um, wants to see more of that story. It doesn't really fulfill that that need. Um, it's definitely more aimed at people who love Trials. So I think you'll definitely get more out of But I think you'd have to love Trials to want to play this um, because it's... Um, I say, I mean, I think the the sort of the barrier for entry, like the first few levels are okay, but I mean, once you get into sort of the past sort of level 20, it it gets aggravating. So, yeah, I mean, that's just my perspective. I think that, um, you know, people who are just more skilled at games with me won't hit the barrier that I hit sort of quite so early. Um, But yeah, that's just sort of how I I felt about it. So yeah, fun for a couple of hours, but I'm, I'm sort of happy leaving it there. So that's what I've been playing. Cool. Well, I've had two games on the go this week. No, mm-hmm. three. Because uh, I was still playing Fire Emblem Echoes, which I've got bored mm-hmm. with and stopped, which is not right. a good thing. I've decided I don't, I don't like it. About 50 okay. hours in, was, I've decided was, <laughs> I don't like it. Was this the, the one where you had to blow on your girlfriend to cool her down? It's the sequel to the one where you have to blow on your okay. girlfriend to cool her down. Um, 
and it doesn't have any of that in, but it has lots of exploring caverns, and I can't be lost. It, yeah. It's, you know, all Fire Emblem games are identical except for the bump around it, and the bump around it on this one is just annoying. So I've yeah, it's just not interesting enough to want to carry on. To the yeah, end. so I, I've put it down. It's like if you could just okay. give me the battles in order, that would be great. But you're not gonna, mm. so I don't care. Um, so right. it was time to get into Human Fall Flat, mm-hmm. um, which is a very fun game. I I recommend that to everyone if you can pick that up. Um, I keep seeing it cheap on the, at least the Switch eShop. I think mm. you can get it on the PS4 and Xbox as well. Yeah, it, you can. Definitely worth a go. Okay. And I, I think I've seen it on sale about fourteen ninety nine. Definitely worth fourteen ninety nine. Has the most depressing, inappropriate soundtrack I have ever seen in a game. <laughs> um, I've made a video about it. It's on my YouTube or on TextportReach.com. Got another plugin. That's how you mm, do it. Good. All right. And it, it's just, it's fucking depressing. It should be, <laughs> it should be a fun, happy game. This is a fun game where you're a little man who has to just walk through different puzzles. And uh, eventually, the, the aim is generally get to the door at the end. That's, mm-hmm. and, and then you fall off the platform and plummet until you hit the next level. Um, and so they start off with things like, well, there's a button and you have to pick up the box and put it on the button and then the door will open and you can go through. And they become more complicated and more difficult and involve machinery and blowing things up and catapults and all kinds of stuff. It, it's a, a cracking little game. But all the time you're doing it to this end of the world death music. <laughs> And you just want to okay. cry. So what oh, I seriously recommend is play it, turn the sound off entirely, put some music on. Right. And then right. play it. There is a two-player mode that I haven't had a go at yet, uh, but it was enough to get Alison interested. Oh, and okay. She's been extremely distracted this week for reasons I'll come back to. Um, and the other game I, I played uh, that I sleep bought was Axiom Verge. Okay. Which Mike mentioned he'd been playing last time. Yes. Um, it's it's really very good. It's really very good. It's uh, an homage to Metroid games of the 16-bit era. Okay. And it's a very good one. Uh, I'm enjoying it a great deal. It's I kind of put it in and stopped because immediately you could see, yeah, I'm just going to play this through to the end. Yeah. Um, so and then <laughs> I, I maybe lasted another day or so before it went back in and I, I'm just playing it through to the end now, um, mm-hmm. cracking little game. And to say it's as cheap as it is, it's definitely worth it. I think it was twenty two ninety nine, Okay. Uh, for a physical copy and it's usually on sale at this point. And do you know what as well though, there is a special edition for an extra tenor that comes with the soundtrack and I okay. kind of think that unlike human fall flat it's kind of worth it's a really good soundtrack okay it's more appropriate at least it's far more appropriate and it's really good Mm. um and so maybe if you're not as price sensitive then that might be worth a look Mm. Uh, but yeah i recommend it if you're into that kind of game and i apparently am now so yeah i was gonna say you're mr metroidvania now do you know what i had to get over I, I've realized mm. it was I had to get over the idea that there's something there I just can't have right now. Right. Because most other games, it's a linear progression. 
And if you leave that thing there, you're never coming back to it. That was just a puzzle you didn't solve. So you can't mm. leave that thing. But in these games, maybe there is that power up behind that wall and there really is no way you can get to it. But you're going to come back to it in 10 hours. Right. So you've got to let that go. And yeah. once I realized that, I became a lot more comfortable with them all. Yeah, I think for me, uh, the, what puts me off is the the multiple paths because I'm such a fucking dunce when it comes to remembering which way I'm supposed to go anywhere in games. Yeah. Unless you put a big fucking arrow there. This thing is once I go off one direction, it's like now go back and no chance, mate. No chance on her, in, on earth am I going to find my way back I, I, from where I once was. I do need a map. That yeah. that goes without saying I need a map. Um which is why I think I have the most trouble with the original Metroid, because no map, because um, mm. that hadn't been invented yet. Uh, and I think the the uh, opposite of that, why I enjoyed Samus Returns on the 3DS, because map was there all the time on the yeah, bottom absolutely. screen. Um, yeah. And this being on the Switch, yeah, it's a button click or two to the map, but there's a kind of a mini map. It's enough. Yeah. Uh, and I'm enjoying it a lot. And... Something Mike was saying about the weird graphical effects. It really is freaky weird. And it's like, yeah, barriers of entry are shown as graphical glitches. Ooh. And it really does, to say it's on purpose, it's not a glitch. It's done perfectly. Um, it's a visually very striking game in a 16-bit style. That's uh, very cool. And it, it manages me to it manages to make me feel nostalgic for the non Nintendo games that I played as a child. There are there is a level that there's no way it wasn't designed to look like a ZX Spectrum uh, level. Right. Uh, it, it does. There's all kinds of different styles in there, and it, it's a. I'm really impressed by it. Uh, so I'm quite glad I I sleep bought it. Cool. Had I done that last week? Or did that happen since the last show? It must have been since the last show. Listeners, I occasionally, since the last show. I occasionally sleep by things. And what is actually most impressive about it is how thrifty I tend to be when I do this. <laughs> um, and it's it's that it's not fully asleep. It's the state between awake and asleep. And uh, yeah, I'm holding Tony Pro Tony Hope's Pro Skater Three for the PS2, and Oddworld Munch's Odyssey for the original Xbox here, because they were also part of that. Damn it! Mm. <sighs> so well, at least you're being trouble. economical while you're doing it. Yeah, they're all pre-owned and and they're nice. And I, I looked at the prices, and it's all quite reasonable. Although I feel bad that I now own two copies of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. Oh, the, but, but the that other is, ones on. They're on different platforms, so it doesn't count, right? That's right. Fair enough. That's the rule. I, I accept that. So, what's Alison been consumed with? She's been proper Zeldering. Right, you've she, created a monster. She must cause... be like sixty hours into this bitch. It's ridiculous. It's which one is it? She playing Ocar um, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina. Right. She's doing everything. She's... That's the thing. You you knew that she was going to do that. Look, we've just we've just come <laughs> through Origins, me and her, and you know we're the same. And yeah. how long it took me? I'm literally over a hundred hours in Assassin's Creed Origins, and I'm not done. And it's I, I've never put that much time into anything apart from Fallout Four. So to give her Ocarina of Time is mean because you knew she was going to do this. <laughs> Look, she's doing it. I gave it her a long time ago, yeah. uh, and it's taken a, a, a while to come back to it. And now she has. Now she's, it's consumed her brain. Yeah, basically. I'm going to go and check her playtime log 
after we finish yeah. recording. But I'm betting it's over 60 hours now. Yeah, it's got to be. She's done way more in it than I, far, far more than I did in oh, it. Oh, no, you, you just went straight through it, didn't you? Yeah. She's been fishing, she's been shooting, and she's she spent most of today fishing. She wants that heart piece. I just yeah. got some extra hearts, but yeah. I mean, this is equivalent to. I mean, I I am a person who will, for for purposes of Assassin's Creed Origins achievement, spend twenty five minutes walking in a circle in the desert to make a certain hallucination appear. And because Alison has got 100% achievements in that or trophies in that game, she did the exact same thing as me. Yeah. So <laughs> when you put people who are willing to do that up against the thing of, you can have this, but you must fish for it. And sometimes you'll get it straight away, but sometimes it's going to take you 15 hours to fish. You better fucking bet your life we're going to spend 15 hours fishing. I'm terrified that she has a crack at Breath of the Wild. That- you will never see her again. I know. I'll just, well, I'll see the back of her head. For the next yeah. 400 hours as she finds 900 Karak seeds. Yeah, because, and- I mean, that's the, that's the playtime you're looking at, like, without exaggeration to, <sighs> to like, 100% that game, right? Yeah, I'm something like 30% done. And I've put nearly yeah. – I think I'm around the 180. Do you know what? We didn't cover it, I don't think, but the fucking – all the playtimes reset on the Switch at New Year. Yeah. Or, I sorry, th- I feel a- like after I saw a year. That, yeah, they, they – you they switch everything off for that, yeah. Yeah. So my when I look it up now, it says, "Oh, you've not played Zelda yet." Like, I fucking have. I think you'll find. <laughs> I think you'll find I have. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo have said it is just a glitch. The playtimes are still all there recorded. There will be a fix. It will be fine. Like, well, get the fuck on with it. How hard is that? Come on. Mm. But yeah, when the Switch hit a year old, all the playtime cycled back to zero. So, yeah wiped everything out and I lost it. It's, they're all just ticking off one by one as the games become a year old. Um, so that's that's been the gaming in our house this week. It has been all-consuming. Um, we've barely yeah. looked at each other. Oh, God, um, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, it's it's only been because I've had to take food breaks that I put down Assassin's Creed Origins for when I was playing the main game. So, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I, I sort of associate with the, the, the sort of the completionist disease that me and Alison share. So I, I completely understand where she's coming from. Yeah. But, yeah, please don't let her play Breath of the Wild because we'll never see her again. That's it. Um, that is part of the re- – that is part, honestly part of the reason why I've sort of shied away from – a lot of you know the the getting a switch and playing breath of the wild is like the greatest game ever but yeah i i i need to go outside and yeah you'll never play another you'll be playing it thinking, never play well, another game links outside so that counts that's the same that's like me being outside links out and look he's running so healthy yeah exactly. he's eating fruit He's getting a workout. Links in He's far better than condition me. than you are. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so it's all fine. Nothing to worry about there at all. Um, yeah, it's completely healthy gaming habits, honestly. You know, you know, but you should still get a switch. Just don't get Breath of the Wild for it. No, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of waiting for more of a, a big games catalog that I haven't already got on the Xbox. If I see what I'm, if you see what I mean, I mean like. Um, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild and stuff, obviously that does hold some interest, but because I'm not a huge big Zelda fan, I'm like, okay, that's the, you know, I appreciate that it's a, it's a wonderful game and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, and everybody loves it and all this, but I'm, I'm sort of happy with it not being in my, in my life. But I mean, I'm sort of waiting for 
um, you know, I'm waiting for that Paper Mario or something, just something like that that kind of okay that kind of makes me think. Well, this this is the only. I mean, because I, I appreciate that obviously with the Switch, you know, they're getting Doom and they're getting Dark Souls, and I'm like, well, I can already play Doom and Dark Souls on on my Xbox, so um, and I'm happy with that experience on the Xbox. So until there's kind of a thing that makes me go, well, this is the, the, I could only play this on the Switch, and I really want to own this game and play it. It, it I'm still sort of in that gray zone with it like i say i'm sort of waiting for that that emma thing to come out if you see what i mean um like say like something like paper mario or like you know luigi's mansion 3 or, or something something along those lines i'm waiting for if you see what i mean I, so I th- yeah i think you you'll be waiting a long time for another paper mario yeah i do yeah I, I would agree i mean because the one that came out on ds i mean didn't really sticker star i think it's called didn't yeah. really go down very well and yeah there was one for the for the wii also which was kind of not particularly well received so i mean it's sort of almost ludicrous to expect there's going to be another thousand year door around the corner um because i mean that's in the conversation for best rpg ever um but uh yeah i mean i'm sort of waiting for that 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 one thing i mean because i'm like say I'm not a big Zelda fan girl, and you know Smash. I've I, I played a lot. You know I've played a lot of Smash, but I wouldn't buy a console for Smash. Mario uh, Odyssey. That Mario doesn't... Odyssey. I mean, yeah. Again, I mean, I you know I, I love Mario games, but I mean it's sort of a thing of I haven't played a Mario game sort of series any any sort of you know in anger so to speak since Mario Sunshine came out even so I'm sort of kind of far enough away from it that I've never been like you know I really miss playing Mario because it's been so long since I played Mario yeah um but yeah I can definitely I mean as well it's sort of um with with the with the price point you think well for that money I've, I mean, things that are out on the, the DS kind of interest me more, like your Professor Layton's and your, your Luigi's Mansion remake and all that sort of stuff is kind of on a DS. So I'm thinking for the for the money I would spend, you know, the over 300 quid it would cost me to buy a Switch and Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I could buy myself a nice two, the nice 2DS XL, a couple of games for that and something for the Xbox for that oh, you money. you could actually, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of that's and, the that's the way up in my mind. And now you said that, I'd struggle to tell you which one I, th- I think would actually be a better thing to do because yeah, I also think everybody should have a 3ds. That's just well, one of those things. So yeah, when they brought out the with the new because obviously I can't manage with the 3D as we've discussed. So I mean the. The, the fact there's a 2DS XL now. Yeah. And then the price point, if you know, for a brand new one is under 200 quid now. You know, because I, I was in game a couple of days ago and it was, um, you could buy a 2DS XL, so one of the one of the colourful ones. Yeah. Um, a, you get, I think it was a Pokemon game or a Mario game, I think, in the bundle. And then you could get a discounted pre-order of Detective Pikachu, what comes out on Friday. Right. Yeah. And that was that was under 200 quid. That's a lot of gaming fun for the money. Yeah. It, you know, and I mean... And then you and can as well regard for the, what that opens you up to. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff on the 2DS. I mean, like, like we were discussing a little while ago that I feel like Nintendo are sort of moving towards 
having the D, the 3DS and the 2DS, but using it as kind of like their legacy platform. So all these remakes of old games that you want to play, so all the the definitive edition of Ocarina of Time, the definitive edition of Paper of of Luigi's Mansion, the definitive edition of this, the the remaster of that, those are all on the DS. Yeah. So because I sort of skew toward more towards older Nintendo stuff than I do newer Nintendo stuff, the two the, the DS platform is is more attractive to me than the Switch at the moment. I mean that might all change, you know, for so they might say there's a Nintendo Direct Wednesday week and then they, they announce something and it changes my mind entirely. I'm out to have my mind changed, but at the moment if I've got the money and it's say, you know, you can have all that DS stuff and buy a couple of bits of the Xbox or you could have a game and a Switch. It's like yeah. I'm probably gonna go the other the, the DS side for me. I mean, I, I understand that obviously I'm sort of in, you know, in, in a unique case, I think. Well, but. do you know what? Of all the people, since we've been, since I've been doing mainly gaming stuff and since we've been doing this show, um, mm. you might have experienced this. There's no reason why not. Occasionally people will contact you in some way and say, I bought that thing that I heard you recommend. Right, yeah. And since it's been gaming stuff, I've had people, a, a number of people come to me and say, either, so I bought a 3DS, or I'm going to buy a 3DS, or in Mike's case, I really want that, why haven't I got it yet? You know, yeah. kind of thing. And there have been far more people that have said that to me than have said, I'm getting a Switch. Right. And it's not that the Switch is doing badly. It's just that I seem to be having a much better time convincing Selling people they need a, a 2DS or a 3DS <laughs> yeah. than, than a Switch. And yeah. I just think the, the problem is I think that, that you've sort of run into the thing that with me, especially like where it's saying, you know, you have like a Nintendo Direct and they're saying, you can buy Doom on the Switch, the Switch in six months' time. It's like, well, I could play Doom on my Xbox like right now. So you're kind of losing out a bit on that. And then I think you've got, like, say, again, people like me who haven't played a Mario or a Zelda game for an absolute age and so don't really feel that pull to want to play one now. Yeah. Or if or if they do feel a pull to want to play one, they want to play the old one that they loved. And, you know, Nintendo saying, you know, the definitive link to the past is on the, 2D, is on the DS. It's not on the Switch. That That is true. So, yeah, well... <sighs> Kind of, I kind of want to say, oh, get a, get a two DS, do it, do it, because it's the great, and I get excited for other people. Sleep, um, buy me one, Rich. <laughs> I wish I could. I really do wish I, know, I could. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the day when there's a knock at the door and the Amazon gives me a parcel and I open it. It's like, oh shit, I brought I bought the SNES three DS. Oh, she's gonna kill me. I, yeah, you might want to hide that immediately. Oh, it's gotta go back. I can't use that yeah. in front of her. She'll kill me. I'll lose a testicle. Yeah, That's, but is it worth a testicle? Oh, so, don't make me make that decision. <laughs> don't make you make a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always said it's a good job Apple don't accept organs in exchange for yeah. hardware because really I'd be is. sat here on dialysis with an iMac Pro and a yeah. big <laughs> grin on my face. Going, totally yeah. worth it. Totally worth I mean, it. I think is. I mean, the other thing is as well with the <gasps> with the DS. Old DS games also work on it because I've got a bunch of old yeah. DS games sitting here that I haven't played for ages, but, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, so I can use them in something that I might buy in the future, whereas, obviously, with the Switch, that's not the case. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I could pick up... I could go to the shop and buy a 
buy a DS and have quite a, a nice library of games here to play kind of not straight away, but um, yeah, um, I think that um, that's why I sort of, I would favor that, but I, I completely understand why people would go and, and buy a switch because I mean, like my brother who is, is going to be getting a, a switch for his birthday. He didn't spoiler. He knows, you know, he knows this already um, because say the, the news that smash was coming out, sort of finally pushed him over the edge because with with uh, Breath of the Wild, he has a Wii U. So we played it on the Wii U already. So that, yeah. that, so that sort of big, you must buy a Switch for that is kind of not, is sort of not irrelevant, is not relevant. And then it, like me, he was sort of waiting for that thing that was going to push him into Switch, Switch ownership. And for him, that was the, the prospect of a new Smash was the thing that did it for him. But I mean, for me, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's gone. I haven't really got the same feelings towards Smash that he has. So, that's why it's. I mean, again, sort of um, in, in terms of cash outlay. Yeah. You know the the, the cost benefit analysis of it doesn't really work for me yet. So, um, yeah. Oh, you'd love a two DS. I I'm would just, love a two DS. Yeah. I I get sort of that vicarious excitement of mm. oh, do this and then you should get that and and it's like, well, why don't I? And I did. <laughs> it's just sort of reliving it again. Yeah, it was you're vicariously fun. experiencing because it was fun last and, time. Yeah, so I'm kind of sat here thinking that I'm I might be willing to say this is quite a big one that the 3ds is my favourite console platform of all time. That's a big statement. I know, uh, but I mean, I, I, know. Can, I can I can see why. I mean, because even you know we were predicting its demise, kind of you know a little while ago it it's got an enormous back catalog of really great games and uh and a future for at least another 18 months and like i say it's it's the definitive way to play an enormous library of excellent games yeah i i absolutely adore it i i i love the hardware it's Mm. it's fantastic and I I don't have any complaints about the 3DS, whereas I there are things I wish were different about the Switch. You know, again, well, it's another- and as well, it's got that great thing of literally plug it in and it works. Yeah, there's there's no thing of oh, have I got an internet connection today? Have you know is is this such and such online so I can play it? Is the store down? Is this happening? Is that it? Doesn't matter. Put get a cartridge, plug it in, and play. Yeah. It brings back a lot of that, you know, those nice Game Boy memories and Mega Drive memories, you know, blowing the cartridge, stick it in and you play for hours and it's it's you and the game. It's not dependent on a million other factors. Yeah, there's definitely a sort of almost an intimacy. It's a very personal <laughs> object. And, well, it's and you and it. Yeah, it, it's it's your th- your 3DS. It's not mm. the one in the house connected to the TV that Alison also has an account on. It's my 3DS. It is the color that I chose. It has all the wallpaper that I want on it and the games in the correct folders that I've decided. And her 3DS is all of those things for her. Mm. And and everyone else's is for them. And it's it's that degree of how personal it is as a device that it's always there. It's fold up, done in the bag. Always yeah. ready to I, go. It just has something, a familiarity that the Switch doesn't quite have. Yeah. I, I think, I, yeah, for me, I completely understand that. I think, 
it, I think for people of our age as well, it's that obviously we were, were sharing Game Boys with our siblings, but um, it's that feeling again of, you know, playing it under the covers almost and stuff like well, not in the Game Boy light wasn't good enough. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, that sort of thing of, and um, for me as well, playing the DS, it's something I can do when I'm sort of in the same room as my family, whereas with, with the Xbox, because I'm the one who plays my Xbox, Chuck doesn't game at all. Well, not this sort of gaming. I'm going to say he sort of got to a ZX Spectrum and stopped. Um, he, I'm, I'm not on the main, the downstairs TV where we watch TV. I'm off in another room with another television with it. Basically, that is what the television does is play my Xbox and play American football. Yeah. Um, so... Um, it's that nice thing of being able to play the DS and, you know, the cat sat on my lap, you know, I've got a cup of tea, Chuck's in the same room doing his thing. So it's that thing of at least I'm, you know, I'm in the same room as everyone else. Whereas with the Xbox, if I'm up here, I'm up here by myself, which is nice occasionally, you know, it's nice to do that sort of thing, but occasionally you sort of wish and as well with the room I'm in where the heating doesn't really work properly and things like that <laughs> it's it's nice to be in the room where the heating's on and stuff like that so yeah it's um it it definitely feels a bit more homely than whereas the Xbox is like I'm going off to play Xbox now bye yeah. so uh yeah there's there's that sort of more connection with being able to sit and play a, a mobile thing that you can take around uh, rather than the Xbox where I'm playing it by myself absolutely it's just such a nice thing yeah get, go for the 2ds instead everybody I, I, because it, it's cheaper and because i know everyone's saying well buy a 3ds because it does it anyway i'm never turning it on so why am i playing you know but don't pay extra for a for a feature i'm never going to use and if i do use it it's going to give me a migraine yeah so um <laughs> i rather than pay for, for for pain i'll you know i'll accept the the loss of the 3d and uh, save a few quid and uh, get the the dsxl you see on the other hand you could you know thinking about it is but a 3ds is potentially just a migraine machine for you Yes. Uh, but, uh, which is one way of looking at it. But another way of looking at it is that get out of anything machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, I was playing my 3DS and now I can't come yeah. out. I've got a headache. Sorry. It's uh, like, oh, it's <laughs> raining today. Give me 10 minutes. Hang on. I've just got to do this Mario level and now yeah. I can't go. Oh, oh no. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a get that's out of anything machine. Get it's it. a get out of anything machine. Perhaps, perhaps it is worth the extra money for not having to see people. Hmm. You Absolutely. might have, you might have swayed me. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's us for this week. See, we can do this in under three hours. We can. Yes. Which is spectacular. Um, see, that's now we now we know what Mike's worth. It's about an hour and a half. Yes, that's that's what it is. <laughs> You're just padding, Mike. That's it. That's it. I hope he'll be back next week. He's he's yeah. under the weather. Bless him. Don't die in the meantime, please, no, Mike. No, please don't, because that will make us making fun of you really inappropriate. Yeah, really inappropriate, yeah. And you wouldn't want to make us feel bad, would you? By dying, so... Yeah, Mike. Think of other people for once. <laughs> We're just making it worse if you die. Yeah, we so. are. really rubbing it in. <laughs> just, so anyway, 
Uh, all of you listening want you to get on over to simplyeverything.com. That's not even a thing. Simply Everything, our subscription service that lets you support this network and keep us going. It's instead of really us having a Patreon thing, which we also do, but this is our main thing. Uh, it's £6 a month. It gives you access to everything Simply Syndicated in completely ad-free form. Literally thousands of hours of entertainment from the last decade and a bit more than I want to admit to myself. Uh, it's really good. We've got coming up tomorrow, or actually, as you're listening to this podcast today, it's probably there now, actually, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the first episode in season two of Remote Patrol, Oh Boy. <gasps> what? Uh, with me and Scott, where we'll be discussing every in each, each and every episode of the television series Quantum Leap. Uh, we did season one. That's up there. That's a simply everything exclusive. That's that's where you get that show. It's on there. Uh, so in this week's show, we're actually talking with a lady called Alison Pregler, who I remembered her name because it's still on my Skype there. That's handy. Uh, she discovered some uh, really cool things. There was a sort of deleted scene from the end of Quantum Leap, the very end of quantum leap that was reportedly we had a script but that was reportedly never filmed and donald b belisario said it was a fake script and she's found fucking photos of them filming it it's amazing that's really cool yeah she just bought a box a box load of old photos and was going through negatives and like that's not an episode i've ever seen but it does match up with that fan alleged fan script that the dude who wrote it said was bought oh, listen to the episode it's it's a great thing so that'll be out by the time you hear this and that's on simply everything uh you sign up at simply syndicated.com slash everything or there's a link on the front page of simply syndicated uh we also do have that patreon at patreon.com slash simply syndicated thank you to everybody who helps us out there um do you know i was gonna do a competition Yes. I was, actually. Um, I was thinking, because I always ask people, when you see us put out the tweet or the Facebook post saying that there's a new episode out, please retweet us or share it. And I think we should have a competition where if you are retweeting and sharing these things, then you could be picked at random to win a thing. Yes, that sounds cool. I, I would contribute a thing to win. I'm looking around my room. What would I give somebody? Well, um, I, I've I got was, a really small model of a T-Rex. You I could was, win that. <laughs> I was actually going to splash out, if I'm perfectly honest. Ooh. I mean, really, inside a podcasting secret, this is the kind of shit you sort of write to companies and say, give us some stuff to give away. But mm. I haven't done that yet, so I haven't got anything. Right, but my plan is over the coming weeks to email basically everybody that publishes video games and say, like, "What you got? What what you got?" But for the first one, I figured I'd just buy a game off Amazon. Right. Um, and it was gonna. I think it. I Burnout Paradise remastered. Yeah, that'd be good. Like, and so i haven't obviously bought it but i would say i'd wait until someone won it because they might want the xbox or the ps4 version yes so the the on the on the platform of your choice so but i want a couple couple of rules because also i wanted to mention this at the start of the show and we haven't done so straight away we're going to run this for two weeks right so so i can mention it at the beginning of next week's show um 
this will be people chosen. Basically, we put out the tweet and a Facebook post on the Simply Syndicated page that says, here's the new episode of games of gaming news. If you have retweeted and shared on Facebook, the next two of those, so like the one for this episode and the, the next week's one, then we'll pick one of those people at random to win a copy of Burnout Paradise Remastered for either the PS4 or Xbox One, depending on your own personal preference. Very cool. Okay, so we'll do that. Um, I realize even then it will be, right, we can't even do that because there'll be people who were like, well, I didn't hear about a competition. I turned the show off before you talked about that. Well, first of all, those people, see what you get when you turn the show off early? I'm not done talking. And second of all, maybe we should, right, you don't have to have done it both weeks, but you have to have done it one week. Right. So you can still do it next week and it count. That seems fair. Have I covered all bases? I think so, yes. And also bear in mind, I don't know about region locking and shit, so I might have to, please be British. That would help a lot. <laughs> it's not a rule, but if you could, I'd appreciate yeah, it. It'd be really nice. Or at least have the ability to play a PAL game. Yeah, because I've only just thought of that. It's a problem. So, <laughs> you know, anyway. So I'll cover that. Remind me to cover that at the beginning of next week's show. Will do. So that everybody definitely hears it, because I know some really evil people end listening to the show when I say it, and that's all the news. Mm. Those people are horrible. I don't know, I don't know what they're mm. Stupid poo-poo heads. <laughs> so everybody will be back next week with more gaming news. Hopefully Mike will be alive or will just be very ashamed. And Yeah, he really uh, will. Uh, we'll see you then. So take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Ta-ra! There's no sarcastic ending to the show. <laughs>